This is episode five of One Page at a Time, book character costumes with Jill Barrett-Given. Podcasting from Virginia and Dubai. This is One Page at a Time, where we bring you strategies and resources for using books in your home. We are your hosts, Jill and Amanda. Welcome. This is Jill. And this is Amanda. So today we wanted to do an episode. We wanted kind of at the beginning of the podcast to do some episodes where it's just the two of us talking so that you guys can get to know us a little bit more and so that we can show you guys a little bit more about where our interests truly lie. So today you get Jill as our guest and I will be interviewing I am Amanda, and I will be interviewing Jill, and we're going to talk about one of Jill's all-time favorite things, which is very timely and may or may not have been planned as such for this podcast timing. (laughs) What are we going to talk about today, Jill? We're talking about Halloween. All right, but not just Halloween because it actually applies to all sorts of different things, but specifically dressing up and costumes. I love making costumes. It is one of my great loves. So um, this was a very good one to get to know me on because, like I said, I love it. It's a passion. In fact, I don't. did you know, Amanda, that when I was researching grad schools, <laughs> They're so opposite that I don't know how I got away with this, but I was torn between like doing costume design in grad school and library science. And so obviously I went the library science route, but I was researching and like weighing my options between these two grad programs. So I almost went into costume design, which I'm glad I didn't because then you and I never would have met. It's true. Oh, I'm so glad. But I could also see you as being a really good costume designer. I could see that. It's I mean, a, you know, in, in my humble way, I could totally be a costume designer. Oh, yeah. You pretty much are. But, yeah, Which pretty is, much am. You know, we'll discover that in the course of the podcast interview here. But, yes, you are. So that's why, that's why we picked this one for me. And hopefully we've got some good things to share with everyone. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know, should we just get straight to the interview? Shall I introduce you, Jill? I think we should dive on in. All right, let's dive in. (laughs) So today's guest is squarely in the bookworm category. She's an advocate for local libraries, has a master's in library science, is a mother of three kids, ages six, four, and one and a half. And if I remember right, is one of the only people I know to actually work her way through all those lists of 100 books you should read for whatever. I'm pretty sure she's done them all. And she just so happens to be my fellow podcast host. Welcome, Jill Barrett Given. Thank you. It's so good to be here. And I'm actually really excited to be interviewed because I like talking about the things that make me excited and costumes and Halloween make me really excited. Yes, you are so excited when you talk about costumes that you start talking about costumes at what point? When do you start planning your, because we originally did this interview. When did, when did we do this? I want to say we originally did it. Was it May? Okay. So I am a little, I think it was May. 
And I am embarrassed to say that we actually had already had them planned for several months, even before that. That's incredible. So for the past two years, my family and I had our Halloween costumes picked the night of Halloween the year before. And the kids have stuck to it. Like that amazes me that they didn't change their minds. But for two years now, they picked their costumes the Halloween night and then stuck with it for the year. And we, we, went, we went with it. Do you do anything for your kids to stick with it? Because I feel like that could be an e-course or something. I feel like you could write some curriculum <laughs> for how to get your kids to stick to a costume I idea. Don't, I don't. I don't dissuade them because I'm usually pretty excited about our ideas too. And so when we start talking about it, I get really excited and like I pump them up about it. So they have lots of like positive feelings about that. But um, but there's not, I don't, I'm sorry that I don't have any tips on how to keep them. No, keep them it's fine. We'll just keep suffering over here while you have the unicorn children who stick to their costume ideas for a full year. I do. I do. They're so weird. <laughs> so we've established, we've firmly established that you are crazy and you start planning for a year in advance. So how do you guys choose your costumes? Okay, I actually love our process. So we generally first, so just to to start off, we thus far have always picked a theme for our costume. So we have a family Aww. theme. And our kids are young enough that, that they go along with the theme. And I, I know that might change in the future and we'll adapt when the time comes. But for the time being, we've been able to do that. So the way it's worked is we've generally kind of come up with a theme first and then everyone in the family gets to pick their costume. As long as your pick falls within whatever our family decides is the theme, I will go with it. I will support you in your decisions and make the costume for you. And the way we do it is a, a great way to involve all family members, even older kids, because they can you know, have their free reign within that theme and don't feel like they are, are being forced into something. And that's such a good thing because there's every kid goes through that transition stage of, you know, where they're kind of awkward and they want to go trick-or-treating, but they're kind of too cool to be a dragon or something from a picture book. So there's that, there's that leeway there. So I think that's great. I think it's wonderful to kind of have a structure because it's such a broad thing when you ask your kid, what do you want to be for Halloween? But then it kind of allows your tween or your teenager to fit into the family if they want to and you know give them that that ability to narrow it down to feel like they're still allowed to go trick-or-treating they're still allowed to dress up and gives them it it just gives them permission to do that so I think that's a really good a really good approach to it how long does it usually take you to make costumes a couple months and I, um, I mean, not straight, I'm obviously doing other things, but in general, around August or September, I start thinking of like actual patterns I want to alter and collecting supplies, things like that. And then I'm, I'm behind this year. I just have to admit that <laughs> I have maybe one costume Well, done. we've, you know, started a podcast, you know, no big deal. <laughs> we started a podcast, no big deal. So, but now I get to hit it hard with sewing. I work best with a deadline anyway, so I'll get it done. When I hear you talking about this, it makes me, 
I don't want to say mom guilt is the right. So we don't, it, no, it's, not. it's not mom guilt because our family's really not big into Halloween. So it's kind of a foreign concept to me that there would be, you know, this much time and attention. But I always see the families with their coordinated costumes and everything. And I'm always like, it just brings out warm fuzzies in me, but at the same time, a little bit of hatred and angst so (laughs) I'm like wow that's really put together and all of these ideas are so good so what we wanted to talk to everyone about today was how to come up with some good ideas and how to choose kind of these themes that can be a good starting point for your family if you want to do joint costumes or if you have a book day or whatever coming up that we can choose the themes for the costumes or choose a character from books. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So like I said, I love group theme costumes. So a lot of the suggestions I came up with work well for groups and themes, but could also work equally as well for just a single costume. Yeah. And Pinterest does have a lot of ideas. Google does have a lot of ideas but they always make me feel kind of, I mean, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's really good, but probably my favorite costume that I've done for our family is Calvin and Hobbes. When my daughter was really young, she had this really short blonde hair and I found a red t-shirt and I think I used electrical tape and (laughs) stuck some stripes on it. (laughs) But, and then we had sewn a little Hobbes. I you sewed a Hobbes doll too, didn't you? I did sew yes. a Hobbs. I'm the one who sent you that pattern that you used to sew your Hobbs. You were the inspiration. Yes. You were my yep. inspiration. Well. So you had sent me the pattern for the Hobbs doll. And I had actually made that successfully, which is a big deal because there's a lot of hand sewing on that thing. There is so much hand sewing. So, yeah. And we can... I know. If my son ever destroys his Hobbs, I'm not sure I could ever make him one again because it was a lot of work. Oh man, I have to move that thing. My The head keeps falling off of my hobs anyway. But we should link to that pattern in this episode just in case anyone wants a hobs because it did make for a really easy Halloween costume that one year. Outside of sewing hobs, yes. Well, that's true. <laughs> yes, indeed. I wouldn't recommend it for that. But Calvin and Hobbes, such a good but Calvin, I'm, wholesome I'm, thing. Like, it is adorable. And I can't believe I hadn't thought of that because my husband loves... Calvin and Hobbes, which is why I sewed our son Hobbes. I was actually pregnant with him when I sewed it. He was our first. And so that was kind of like my my gift to the baby was this thing that his dad loves. So Aww. I might keep this in mind. I might steal your Halloween idea oh, yeah. in the future year. <laughs> you go for it. You know, I'm pretty much an expert over here. So just... <laughs> You're inspiring me. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So I feel like the typical things, though... Right now, my daughters really want to be Elsa for Halloween this year. Both of them really want to be Elsa because Frozen is a thing. Little twin Elsa. Yeah, little little twin Elsa. That would be adorable. And they're Scandinavian. It's true. You know, that kind of fits. It's true. And they want me to be Anna. And, you know, yeah, it would. And I've even toyed around with the idea of making Christopher, our our little about to turn one year old, Olaf. Exactly. Yes. However, yes. my problem is that 
they need at least my two-year-old needs to have a costume based on a book character so that's also one of the reasons why we're talking about this but i feel like we've done a lot of intro into this and we haven't actually started talking about books yet i know people are on the edge of their seats i know suspense we're just building it building 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 here so jill tell me about some book characters because we obviously we need some help in in the department of inspiration because well we, I, I did the calvin and Hobbes, but that's the only book character that we've done so why should we think about book characters so book characters and especially i feel like picture books are such a great source of inspiration because they are such a visual form of media like movies are movies are great for inspiration because you've got the character right there and books are similar in that way in that it gives you a starting point with the illustrations And I'm pretty much focusing on picture books because I love the illustrations and that inspiration that it comes. So that's why they're such a great, sometimes almost untapped source of inspiration. There are so many books, so many picture books. And the nice thing about books, and like you were saying, your daughter with Book Character Day at school, I know a lot of schools that do book character days. For instance, last year, my son on his book character day was a dragon. And um, this came from my first suggestion of places to get inspiration, and that is the book Dragons Love Tacos. And it was written by Adam Rubin, illustrated by Daniel Salmieri, and it is fantastic. There's actually a second one as well. The illustrations are just so delightful, and there are dozens of dragons in these books. And so my son was a dragon for Book Character Day, and he was able to take the book to school with him. And so he could show, you know, look, I'm a dragon. This is a dragon book. And he was really excited about that. Um, the nice thing about dragons and tacos, too, is if you have a cute little duo, um, one could be a dragon and one could be a taco. I mean, come on. Yes, that would be so fun. It's a really cute book. Or even I've seen, I know, I've seen dogs and cats dressed up as tacos. So could you imagine a little kid dragon walking his taco dog to trick or treats? Like, that would be adorable. so fun. So we have dragons love tacos. And I, I also love the idea of bringing a book with you to wherever it is that you're going. I mean, obviously, if you're trick or treating or something, it might not be quite so awesome. Which is why I think dragons, and I mean, if you have the duo, if you have a dragon and a taco, then parents who are familiar with that book, which is a pretty popular book, so probably a lot of it is a lot of people are going to be familiar with it. But if you are going to a school book day or something, then a dragon costume also works really well, just as a dragon. Like you can just be a dragon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had exactly. sent yep. last year a favorite book was. Um, chicka chicka boom boom and so I made my child the coconut tree and I had taken felt letters yeah attached it to her wearing all brown and then on top of her hooded jacket you know made anyway she sort of looked like a coconut tree sort of I do not have your skills (laughs) but no one could tell what she was so she carried the book with her and exactly exactly it it made it work you know just have the book with you (laughs) So tell me about your costumes last year. So last year, we're talking about books, and but that does not mean that I don't love my, some movies and princesses. So last year, we kind of let our, our little girl kind of lead last year. She 
loves Moana and had been asking to be Moana for a while, but we had already had our costume set for the year that she was asking. So we're like, okay, next year. This was one of the times where we planned the year in advance. So we get home from trick-or-treating and my husband's helping put the kids to bed. I'm getting the baby down. And he comes out with the two older kids and he's like, okay, we've got, we've got next year figured out. And I'm like, okay, it's Halloween night. You do realize this is a year away. And he and the kids told me all about it and they wanted to be Moana. So our daughter was Moana and our older son was Pua. He chose that. I want him to be Hey Hey, but he chose Pua and was very excited about Pua's a pig. And then the baby was Hey Hey, the chicken. I was Moana's mom, and my husband was Sharkhead Maui. So there's a part in the movie where Maui has a shark head, but then his legs are still human. So he was Sharkhead Maui, and it was delightful. That's amazing. So how do you feel about movie characters as book day costumes? Do you think this is something that could I send my kids to school with a frozen book? Because a lot of the movies especially the popular kids movies have books that you know are made from the movie so do you feel like it's acceptable to send your kid with you know a Moana book to school dressed up as Moana as a book day character you know personally I would probably be okay with it I would love the opportunity to kind of branch out and and make another extra costume but if this is something that your child is excited and passionate about then you can use it as an opportunity to check out those books. And especially if this is a child who is kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for, who who struggles reading or isn't as interested in reading as you would want to, to find those books that interest them. And if that just happens to be a Moana book, then great. This is a book. It's still words. It's still something that you're doing together and reading it together. And um and while a teacher maybe not won't appreciate that fact, although I think most of them would, you and your child will appreciate that this is something that you decided on together and had this experience with the book. So I think it's more the intent behind it than the actual strictly, is this a book character or me? So I don't think you should feel any guilt at all if you send her in her Elsa costume with an Elsa book. <laughs> and I think it also works um, sort of in reverse there that if your child is inspired to read based on a movie, you might be able to get them excited about dressing up as a book character if you can kind of promote books for a little while beforehand. So if you know that your school does book day or you know, and maybe not even around Halloween, but perhaps, you know, during spirit week or whatever it might be called at, at your school, where you know that they're going to need to dress up or Dr. Seuss day or something that you know is coming, then you can start to look for books that you can kind of encourage them along. And that can help them to get excited about a specific book too. And then to, you know, dress up as that character. I think that could be an interesting exactly. approach to it as well. So. We've talked a little bit about the fact that I am not planning my costumes a year in advance, nor am I planning them. Just can I say most yeah. people don't. Like this is I'm the unusual one in this. <laughs> you are far more typical than I. So for the rest of us, <laughs> um, do you have any books that you would recommend that are, or any characters that you could recommend that are pretty last minute, 
you might have everything around the house or can be solved with a quick trip to the store sort of a thing. Costumes that don't take a year to plan and execute? I do. So there is a delightful series of books called Eloise. Well, the main character is called Eloise. Um, The books are called all different things, but they were written by Kay Thompson, (laughs) illustrated by Hillary Knight. (laughs) And this is a pretty classic series of books. Um, I don't remember exactly when they were published, but I want to say the 60s. They, it's about a little girl named Eloise who lives in the penthouse of the Plaza Hotel in New York City. And she's pretty much, in all of the books, she wears the same cute little outfit. And so she's very recognizable by her outfit. So she's got knee socks, a white blouse, a black skirt, and a red bow, which are all fairly classic children's clothing pieces. And so for somebody looking for just that quick, easy... Um, costume with things that they might already have lying around. Eloise is a great option. That is such a good option. I didn't personally grow up with the Eloise character in my life. I never read any of the books, but it is a really simple thing. And you could even take a black skirt. I'm looking at a picture right now on Google because I'm not familiar with Eloise, but which apparently, according to Google, was written in the 50s. So there you go. The 50s. The 50s. I was close. 50s, 60s. I was. I agree that that is a costume that could be pulled off pretty, pretty quickly. Now, and so Eloise, pretty girly little girl, um, but we've also already talked about Calvin and Hobbes, which would be a great choice for a little boy. And um, like you said, that red and black striped shirt, even if you don't have the actual Hobbes stuffed animal, just a stuffed tiger will make it pretty obvious that you are going for that Calvin and Hobbes look. And I've also seen Where's Waldo? all the time that seems like an easy one too <gasps> yes yeah. also a great option. so stripes just yes. get a striped shirt for your son and you can find a character <laughs> you want you want to have striped shirts on hands yes. exactly all right so we've talked about easy costumes or fast costumes we've talked about group costumes so what is your dream costume that you would love to make all right well this is my dream costume for a child Um, I have more dream costume ideas for myself, but that's a a topic for a different day. So there is a book that I remember growing up and um, is pretty classic. It's called Put Me in the Zoo. And it was written and illustrated by Robert Lopshire. Um, So this features kind of a a special magical creature. He kind of looks like a tiger, cougar, leopard, some sort of big cat And he wants to live at the zoo and um, they kick him out. They say he can't live at the zoo and he's so sad and he's trying to make his case for why he should live at the zoo. And these two little kids, he's, he's talking to them saying, saying, this is why they should put me in the zoo. So he's showing all of his talents and things that he can do. And it's all pretty amazing. And so every time I read this to my kids, the illustrations, these two kids are so adorable and their little outfits once again I think it was written 50s 60s kind of time period so the little girl has this yellow dress with this circle skirt that just kind of stands out and is ruffled and it practically just stands stick straight out this cute little white collar and then that her brother is this little blue shorts I think if I remember right even knee socks again I just oh it would be so cute And for anyone who's read the book would be pretty 
pretty recognizable. And if you have a third, then you've got your your zoo dreaming creature, spotted creature who could tag along with them. That is so fun. I am tempted to try this with my kids, although I think that they that both of my daughters would want to be the little girl. <laughs> And they'd probably want the dress to be pink and not yellow, so it would probably lose its effect. <laughs> Maybe just a little bit. But it's oh, it's such a cute idea. Okay, so we've talked about last year's costumes. We've talked about a couple different ideas, your dream costume. Let's hear what this year's costumes are about. T minus, what, when this airs? Two weeks? <laughs> It'll... It'll be yeah. Well, I'll have when this airs. I'll have a little less than a week. We've got a party before Halloween that I'm trying to get them ready for. I am willing to share this idea with you. I'm pretty proud of it. So I hope you people appreciate that I am sharing this with you. So this year, you did a half shark man last year. So I'm sure that we will <laughs> all be impressed. <laughs> So this year, um, we kind of centered it around our son. So last year, like I said, our daughter wanted to be Moana, and we kind of let her do that, and everybody picked around Moana. Our son, our older son, loves snow leopards, and he had been talking about wanting to be a snow leopard for quite a while, but we had to put him off because we wanted to let our daughter be Moana last year. So we were like, okay, this year, you can have it, and we were racking our brains. What What theme can we come up with? around a snow leopard it just nothing obvious was really coming out and then we had started checking out these books from the libraries that lots of people are familiar with and the series is Mr. Panda so there's I think four books please Mr. Panda thank you Mr. Panda good night Mr. Panda and I'll wait Mr. Panda they were all written and illustrated by Steve Antony who is fantastic I love all of his books that I've read so far Oh, don't you I love, love them? Panda. I love Mr. Panda. Our kids love Panda too. Mr. Panda. I love Panda too. Has to be Mr. Mr. Panda. Yes, we love Mr. Panda. So as you're reading them, all of the animals in the Mr. Panda books are black and white. And visually, it's just so appealing. I love it. And so we kind of had this idea, well, let's, you know, snow leopards are, are pretty black and white. There's some gray mixed in there too. But um, so we decided to be black and white animals inspired by Mr. Panda. So like I said, our son is a snow leopard. Our daughter is going to be a black horse. She loves horses. And the baby is going to be a ringtailed lemur who is featured in um, the donuts. Please, Mr. Panda. <laughs> Yep, the donuts. Please, Mr. Panda. The lemurs and please, Mr. Panda. I will be the famous Mr. Panda, and my oh, husband's going to be a penguin. How fun. So, oh, what a good idea. I know. We're really excited. So, And it's such a wonderful series of books to get excited about because they all teach your kids wonderful concept. I mean, saying please, saying thank you, going to bed and being patient and waiting. I feel like we just need to read these books every day to the kids, especially our almost four-year-old who needs a little bit of help with almost all of those. It's true. And I have to, so I have to tell you the story that of my dad um, reading Please Mr. Panda for the first time. As he was reading the book, he saw, you know, please, Mr. Panda is the title. And then as he was reading the book, he kept adding in things so that the characters were 
polite as they went along. But the whole point <laughs> of the book is that they're, but he was thinking, you know, wow, this is really rude. They're being so rude. <laughs> so he was like, trying to, and I, I came in at the middle point and I was like, oh, just read it as is and then get to the end of the book. <laughs> <laughs> Just trust me, Dad. Just trust me. This will all make sense. So it is a really good, wholesome series. And the characters are rude for a, for a lesson at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it, will, it will be clear at the end. Oh, that is, that is awesome. All right. So I have another question for you. And before that, though, Jill, <laughs> where can we find out more about you and what you're doing? <laughs> about me? I actually do have an Instagram account for my sewing. Um, so, And I've, I'm trying to document my Halloween costume sewing process. So it is, we'll put it on the show notes, but it is Jillybugs Creates at, on Instagram. So um, that's probably the best place to find out about me and my Halloween costumes um, and all of the books that we talked about, we're going to put links and, and give you the information of who they, who wrote them and where you can find them. So those are all great places to start. So my last question for you, Jill, is for a takeaway. What can we do this week? Obviously this week, because if we're doing this for Halloween, but what's a first step? What's a good takeaway from this conversation that we can use books for costumes in our home? So I would say if you don't know where to start, if you haven't started yet, I would say because this is such a visual subject, if there are any of these books that you aren't familiar with and you kind of are having a hard time seeing our vision or seeing what we're talking about, I would say find these books. Just start by reading these books and see how they inspire you. Um, we're going to have on our, on our website all of the books that we've talked about. And we're also going to put in some extra ones that we didn't have time to talk about today. And so it's a great place for you to start if you want to find book character costumes for yourself, for your kids, um, for anyone who is in your life that needs a little bit of book dressing up in their life. Sounds amazing. Well, thank you, Jill, for talking with me today. It's been a lot of fun to Get to know you a little bit more and to hear about your fanaticism <laughs> I dare say no it's not it's not um but I'm you know I I love that you are so passionate about costumes and books and finding a way to make them work together I think it's it's really inspiring and it's a good it's a good thing and the more schools start to you know request book character days and, and dressing up as book characters. And, you know, I, I think it's going to be an increasingly important thing in my life to be able to look for inspiration from a book. I agree. It is becoming more and more widespread and popular. And so this isn't something that's going away, finding characters in books to dress up as. And I think it is a great thing and a great way to inspire kids to think about the books that they're reading in a new way. Indeed. So take a look at our website for those ideas of, of different book characters. And also, I mean, they're good books too. So <laughs> take a look at them if you want some new books as well. If you are enjoying our podcast one page at a time, please subscribe and tell a friend. We would really appreciate getting the word out there. 
we want more people to be reading it in their home. So spread the news and we will talk to you next week.